on page 135, we're continuing elements of piety. And we're talking about that one of the ways to um, develop a uh, strong a love of Hashem is related to joy, right? So we said yesterday that it says in Deuteronomy that the reason why we get punished is because we did not serve Hashem with love. I mean, not with love, but with joy. And because of that, we therefore get punished. So continuing on paragraph three, and David, when he saw that Israel, while contributing to the building of the Beit HaMikdash, the temple, had already attained this level, of level of serving Hashem with joy, prayed that this good virtue should remain with them and not disappear. This is what is stated in Chronicles. And behold, I have seen how your nation that is here joyfully contributes on your behalf, O eternal, the God of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Israel, our forefathers. Preserve this forever, the workings of the thoughts and hearts of your nation, and direct their heart that they may continue turning towards you. Right? That when you're in a state of inner peace, a state of inner joy in life, it's a lot easier to serve Hashem. Right? We're not talking about um, having materialistic, um, uh, having, um, uh, what's the word for it? Having lots of materialistic objects. We're not talking about uh, affluence. It's not what we're referring to here. We're referring to as a state of inner peace and inner joy that will allow you to have like the equanimity to recognize Hashem and to serve Hashem properly. The third division is zealousness. This means that one should be zealous on behalf of the Holy One's name, hate his enemies, and strive to subdue them as much as he can so that the service of the Blessed One may be carried out, thereby increasing his honor. And, uh, now, to, this is obviously a big topic, right? Exactly what this means to be, to be zealous and exactly how to define the, the enemies of Hashem and exactly how to define how to subdue that. That's not a topic for this, uh, this format. This is what David, may peace be upon him, said in Psalms. For indeed, those who hate you, O Eternal, I will hate. And with those who rise up against you, I will quarrel. I hate them with the utmost hatred. They became my enemies. So this is actually an, an element of having this connection with Hashem is to have this sort of um, a visceral hatred towards those who stand as the enemies of what we stand for, right? In other words, so if to, to, to have a strong connection with Hashem and you see someone who is deliberately uh, you know, denigrating what, what it means to have Hashem, that's something that, we, that should bother us. It should bother us in, in, internally. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that we go over and punch them in the face. In fact, it rarely means that we go over and punch them in the face. What it means is that we should have that feeling. Right? Now, under certain circumstances, it actually does mean that we should actually take action. And Elio said, Elijah the prophet, I have been exceedingly zealous for the Lord of hosts. We have already seen what reward he received for his zealousness on behalf of his God. As is stated, because he acted zealously, zealously on behalf of his God and atoned for the children of Israel. So what the Masilat Yisharim is putting together is, is a, a Midrash. The Midrash goes like this. The Midrash explains that Elio, right, the prophet Elijah, was actually Pinchas. Right? Pinchas, who is the grandson of Aaron, he's actually one and the same as the prophet um, Elijah. And that's what the Midrash explains. The, the Talmud explains. The Talmud goes back and forth about that because obviously there's a, first of all, there's an age issue, right, that he's been alive for so many years. And second of all, that we see at times that the prophet Elijah is okay becoming Tame Mace, is okay becoming ritually impure due to contact with a dead person. 
Now, if indeed he is really Pinchas, who's a Kohen, a priest, he's not allowed to become ritually impure to a dead person. So the, the Gemara tries to figure out how that's possible. Okay? But what we're trying to say is, is like this, that Pinchas and Elio were both zealous for the sake of God. Pinchas was obviously zealous for the sake of God when he saw the, the situation with the princesses of Moab, right? And he, he, kills, um, he kills Cosby, right? So that's when Pinchas is zealous. And the Torah tells us that he therefore gets a Brit Shalom, a covenant of peace with God. According to one of the Midrashim, what that means is that he had this, uh, he lived for a very long time and he lived in peace with Hashem. Our sages of blessed memory spoke out often against the person who is in a position to protest wrongdoing, but fails to do so. And they decree that he should be regarded as having committed the very same sin as the sinners. Very, um, very uh, apropos of what we're at today, you know, with uh, white silence is violence, right? So not sure if that's exactly what the sages had in mind, but, but at least conceptually, it's a similar idea that being complicit by not, not condemning behavior, we're almost condoning it and then facilitating that behavior in the future. And in Midrash Eicha, it says, her officers were like deer. It's quoting a verse in Eicha, right? The, the uh, Lamentations written by Jeremiah means that just as the deer place their faces one beneath the other when it's hot, so to the leaders of Israel would see transgression and look the other way. The Holy One, blessed be he said, the time will come when I will do the same to them. And this is one of the axioms of, of Judaism. We're first told this actually in the Torah itself. At, uh, when, when Moshe's father-in-law, Yitro, when he comes to the children of Israel, he says, I, now I recognize that the God of Israel is the only true God. So how did he recognize that? Because God operates in a, what we call measure for measure. Midah keneged midah. So the way you treat others becomes the way that you get treated. The specific circumstances that he was referring to is that the Egyptians wanted to drown the Jewish children in the Nile River. And in the end, what was their end? They drowned in the Sea of Reeds. So the way in which they tried to hurt the Jewish people is exactly the way in which they themselves got punished. Now, what does that have to do with this? So what we're saying is, is like this. If Hashem sees that the people are in a position of power, in a position to influence public discourse, right? And they do not take that opportunity, and they do not try to turn the tides of history, then they're going to be judged for having ignored that opportunity. Hashem will say, you know what? You ignored your opportunity, then I'm going to ignore your transgressions. I'm sorry, I will not ignore your transgressions, and I will look exactly at your transgressions. I will not look the other way when it comes to you. It is obvious that one who has a dear friend will not be able to remain passive if he sees his friend being beaten or insulted. He will surely come to his defense. And so what he's trying to illustrate is, why does this come almost automatically? Right? At a certain point, it's just, I, I, I have to respond when I see this insult happening. The same way I have to respond if someone you know, insults your mother. So that's how you, you have to be in an automatic response if someone truly loves Hashem. They'll not be able to tolerate seeing the name of Hashem desecrated. And his mitzvot violated and his commandments violated. This is what King Solomon said in Proverbs. Those who desert the Torah will praise the wicked. And those who protect the Torah will contend with them. For those who praise the transgressions of the wicked, rather than openly rebuking them, their blemishes, 
are the deserters of the Torah who allow it to be desecrated, heaven forbid. Right? Because if you have an opportunity to, to change it, and instead of, instead of criticizing in a, in a thoughtful way, you do not criticize, but you praise, then you are going along with the desecration of God's name. However, those who are its protectors, who strengthen themselves in their support of it, will surely contend with the wicked, since they will not be able to restrain themselves and be silent. As we said, if someone insults your mother, your daughter, your spouse, it, you, you, you got to stand up for them. It, it's human nature. It's automatic. It's, it just comes automatically. So too, if someone insults Hashem. And the Holy One, blessed be, he said to Job, spread out the fury of your wrath and take note of the one who is haughty and humble him. Take note of the one who is haughty, subdue him and crush the wicked beneath all of them. Bury them together in the dust, their countenances sealed in a hidden place. That is the intensity of the love that one who truly loves his creator should be able to display. And it says in Psalms, lovers of the eternal hate evil. So this idea of being zealous, this is not a self-righteous zealotry. This is not a, I am making myself better than you because I'm able to recognize your flaws. That's not at all what this is. It is supposed to be a spontaneous level of, of anger, right? Of uh, hurt and anger to see the, the force that you love so much, Hashem, being denigrated, disparaged in this world, right? But it is not about you. Of course it's not. If it's about you, then that's not the proper level of, of, of a zealotry and indeed it's probably forbidden. Someone is being zealous, but it's really all about himself. If someone is giving tochacha, if someone is rebuking, but it's really all about making himself into a better person by dint of criticizing others, that's probably an avera. That's probably a sin of making other people feel bad without the proper level of, um, of intent to render this permitted. But if someone is doing it solely because they really care about the honor of Hashem and out of their love for Hashem, they cannot stand to see the desecration of God's name, that is a true mitzvah. That is actually something that we, we would strive for, and it would be something that would be in the category of uh, a pious person.